Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Tuesday, the 11th of April, day after Easter. Dodgy audio today, I'm afraid, and for the next few days, I am still in Marimbula. I have got a new title for Agatha Christie's next murder mystery book. It's called Stuck in a Box with Three Children, which is what I've been over Easter. This is the Marcus Today members podcast, general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Anyway, come back to a far more joyous market, it seems, today. The futures were only up 9, but as I speak, the market's up 86 points. That's 1.2%. It's been up almost 100 points so far today, and it is a bit of a resources thing. BHP's got approval from Vietnam to take over Oz Minerals, and BHP's up 1.8%. Rio's up 2.5%. There's an update from Arafura in Rare Earths, which has stuck that share price up 7.8%. Dragging the rest of those hot to trot stocks with it, and Newcrest up 5.3% after Newmont lobbed a revised takeover bid for the company. So all going well today, and as far as I'm concerned, also happy the banks are higher today. Westpac's up 1.3%, ANZ 1.2%, NAB 0.8%, and Macquarie 1.3%. As you hopefully know, our Macquarie-only portfolio, which, as I say every time, is a portfolio which is designed to beat the market by only being in Macquarie or cash. So we went into Macquarie out of 100% cash into to 100% Macquarie at the end of March, almost two weeks ago, taking advantage of the weakness in the bank sector over the US banking sector crisis. And I'm happy to say we're up almost 4% on the, the Macquarie-only portfolio. The idea, as I say, is to try and earn a fairly low-risk 10% plus per annum. And so far, so good in seven trading days. I've written about Macquarie in the Marcus take section today, they have results coming up. You might remember this time last year, they had a great set of results. Profit was up 56% as they came out of the pandemic. But they talked about their capital markets division being significantly down in the short term after a strong financial year 2022, and the share price fell 7%. Point being, Macquarie are usually very good at managing expectations. And prior to the results, we are likely to see some sort of trading commentary from them. And after this Silicon Valley and Signature Bank collapse, they have reason to be cautious. They are usually conservative rather than cautious, but they have reason to be more conservative perhaps than before. So these results coming up may well be couched in caution, in which case they are a bit of a risk. The results are on May the 5th, So we've got around three weeks to make a decision whether to take the Macquarie results risk for the moment. Happy to stay in Macquarie, but it is a day-by-day thing. But looking good today, up over 1% today. I've also included a chart today of the Macquarie forward PE history. The average PE over the last 20 years on Macquarie has been 13.2. It's currently sitting at 15, so it is slightly above average, but it is well off the high 
highs, which saw it get into or onto a P of around 22 at the beginning of last year. So well down from that at 15, 15.1 at the moment. So in comfortable territory at the moment. Anyway, Macquarie only portfolio doing okay today. And the dividend strippings going okay as well. ANZ, Westpac and NAB all up around 2% plus at the moment since we bought them. In the ideas portfolio, I got very tempted after that Liontown bid to jump onto the lithium stocks but I've put a chart of Pilbara Minerals in today and Mineral Resources that Liontown Pop has turned into a drop. So neither of those two major lithium exposures going anywhere at the moment. And I've put in a chart of the lithium price as well, still going down. So if I had jumped in on Pilbara Minerals or Mineral Resources, I would now be nursing losses. So happy not to have done that. I'm not exactly enthusiastic about the market. The whole tone of the market isn't exactly hot to trot at the moment. So holding three bank sector dividend strips, fairly conservative stuff, will do for the moment. If the market is running, you'll find that ideas portfolio suddenly balloons with 10 ideas and we probably have 30 ideas and put 10 in. But at the moment, the market's just not running like that. In the strategy portfolio, still got 40% cash. As I say, not wholly enthusiastic about the markets, although I haven't put them in today. But the S&P 500 and NASDAQ charts have survived this banking crisis pretty well and are generally in uptrend. So that's where most of our exposure is in the strategy portfolio at the moment. So still running with that, with HNDQ and IHVV, and that is 40% of our exposure, with 10% in the ASX 200 ETF and 10% in SLF, which is the REITs ETF, Australian REITs. I've also put in a chart today of the seasonality chart of the All Ordinaries, which tells you how the market on average behaves in each month of the year and of course we have got the flat period coming up between May and July sell in May and go away we usually rally into the beginning of May and into the into the bank results season then as they go ex-dividend the market tends to just cool off and go sideways for a couple of months we're about to come into that period as Henry often writes happy at Easter and then it all goes a bit oblong so seasonally although I wouldn't be superstitious and I think it's rubbish really, but seasonally we are coming into the unsexy time of the year. A few bullet points today. You would have seen UK and Australia and Hong Kong closed for Easter Monday. So it was a fairly low volume night on Wall Street. Dow Jones up 101. We've got US CPI numbers to worry about on Wednesday. The headline CPI number should drop from 6% to 5.2 and the month on month number from 0.4 to 0.2. There is at the moment around a 70% chance of the US or the FOMC raising rates at the next meeting on May the 3rd. That's up from 57% a week ago and is rising as the market relaxes about a financial crisis in the US. We've also got the US results season coming up. At the end of this week, we've got Citigroup, is it JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, kicking off the US quarterly results season. So earnings are a big part of the market, obviously. The beginning of the US results season is usually good because bigger companies or quality companies tend to report first. The market usually 
gets an injection of enthusiasm over the initial part of the results season and then it sort of peters out after that. So we'll see whether the banks can get us going. The bank results or the investment bank results, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley are a good indicator for our Macquarie-only portfolio. If they are good, Macquarie will probably carry on. If they are bad, Macquarie will probably top out a bit. So watching those results at the end of this week to see what to do with Macquarie. We've got Fed minutes tomorrow night. See whether they are still talking about the banking crisis or whether their commentary is getting back to normal. There's a bit of tension in Taiwan. Taiwan president visited the US and China have started doing exercises around Taiwan. I just spot this on the Australian 10-year bond yield chart, which is in the Marcus Take section. The Australian 10-year bond yield has come down from almost 4%. It was over 4% at one point, but it's come down from almost 4% over this US financial crisis to 3.175, which is the equivalent, if you think about it, of three official interest rate cuts of 25 basis points. So the bond market is anticipating a peak on interest rates. Whilst the RBA may have raised rates at their most recent meeting, the expectation is that they will go on pause and there's also an expectation that the Fed after raising rates again next meeting will go on pause as well. So maybe we have seen the top on interest rates. A couple of other little things today. Citigroup saying the oil price is going to fall below $80. Uh, duh, it is already below $80. They talk about economic slowdowns in the US and Europe and a slower than expected recovery in China. And they say the market is underestimating production. And a little snippet from Bank of America, they say investors are too optimistic on rate cuts and not pessimistic enough on recession. The endless debate over interest rates, inflation and recession continues. Chinese inflation data today, but nobody really worries too much about inflation in China. Henry's stock of the day today is 29 metals. Has a bit of a look at that. He talks about Pilbara Minerals being a sitting duck after the bid for Liontown Resources. And he will be on the call on Ausbiz tomorrow. In technical signals, can you believe it? The S&P 500 and the Dow Jones showing up as overbought. A2 Milk very oversold. And Gold predictably overbought as well. Can't see any interesting stocks in the RSI buy signals or sell signals at the moment. Elders, 52-week low. ASX, Cochlear, CSL, ResMed, Tabcorp, Woolworths, 52-week highs. And that's about that. As I leave you, ASX 200 having a fabulous day. Surprisingly fabulous day. Up 98 points. That's 1.4% now. Led by gold and resources. Defensive sectors, utilities, healthcare, staples, telecoms. All up today, but at the bottom of the performance table. And glad to see all the banks up 1% now. Macquarie up 1.4. All looking good. You have a fabulous day and I will be back tomorrow. <laughs>